I think we need to kick Mel and Noah off. This is a good episode. <laughs> RuPaul's Padres Senior Edition. <laughs> Start your sublight engines. It's time for RuPaul's Padres, a queer Star Wars podcast. Welcome back to another week of chaos. I want to go ahead and start and say, sadly, we are short two hosts today. They did get uh, chased down and caught by the Inquisitors. Um, they're currently being interrogated, so they should be back soon. Um, fingers crossed. I don't think either. I don't think Noah or Mel are, are Jedi. At least if they were, I feel like they would have told us. Don't you guys agree? Uh, yeah, no, I, I feel like way. we know. Yeah, I feel no. Mm, I don't know. I feel uh, yeah. I think we know. I I tend to agree. So, but but hopefully um hopefully they should be back next week um once the once the inquisitors uh, get that all straightened out. So fingers crossed. I'm Ollie. I use any pronouns. You can find me on social media at Ollie Fresh. That's fresh with a ph. And my gender this week is Happy Pride to Obi Wan Kenobi, who is canonically bisexual. Nor. Bisect, like to bisect, I... to cut in half because uh, a stormtrooper did get cut in half. It's kind of his signature it move. It is like, his move. signature move. Oh, he's small and, and now this stormtrooper, Anakin's legs. Bottom surgery from Obi-Wan. Yes. <laughs> Once again. I think that it's it's true. He really He's giving bottom and top surgery when you think about it, depending <laughs> on what your perspective is. <laughs> Yes, we are recording this on um, the first day of Pride, so... Boo! I hate gay people! <gasps> Quotes from oh my Disney. God. <laughs> I feel a lot like Disney when I say that. Uh, That's a joke, guys, in case you weren't aware. No, Ollie's gay and homophobic. Just like Tarkin! Fuck you, Claudia! <laughs> no. I'm leaving the podcast. You can you can edit this week yourself. No. Hi, my name is Claudia. My pronouns are she, her. You can find me on social media at Kaludia says, K-A-L-U-D-I-A says. Um, my gender of the week this week, welcome to Spoiler Town. Stop now. Is um Quinlan Voss, canonical love note writer. Cause yeah, that's pretty fruity. <laughs> I just, I, I just have some sort of brainworms in my mind because I was like, oh, he writes little love notes, so true. And I was like, of, he, okay, he wasn't, he wasn't writing a love note. But then I was like, the way Obi Wan reacted to that, that's a little fruity. And I'm like, it's not. Yeah, the way I, he was just like Quinlan, <laughs> Quinlan, my my beautiful little ex boyfriend who i i listen one of I my many in, ex-boyfriends literally i believe in i believe in cody one plus quinlan rights absolutely i so believe true. in that and if you guys don't i'm sorry absolutely i wish you could i wish you could play in the space with me yeah. if you don't believe that but I, yeah i think he wrote a little message a little message to obi-wan and we will we will <laughs> definitely talk about Quinlan Voss today because I have been th- this oh. is I have thoughts about that man. <laughs> I'm Jess. I'm back from Star Wars Celebration. Um, I use they them pronouns. You can find me at Kawaii Jessio on social media. And my gender this week is where in the world is Grand and Quiznos, aka Quizzy. That's a great question. Um, Literally. <laughs> I This can lead us into our discussion about the episode. So 
we are going to talk about episode three of Obi-Wan Kenobi today. Um, and something I want to talk about is the fact that Reva and Vader have this call, right? Where he's like, I know you want to be Grand Inquisitor. And if you follow my instructions and get that bitch Obi-Wan, you can be Grand Inquisitor. And he's like, well, okay, have fun. Bye. I'm like, Quizzy is like, Quizzy is fine, guys. Like, Quizzy yeah, is like. <laughs> Like, well, where, where is he? I think, I think, you know, so basically she had her weekly one-one with her supervisor. Um, technically her supervisor, you know, one might say that it's the Grand Inquisitor, but let's say that Vader is her supervisor. So that's her weekly one-one. And the corporate politics are really bad there. So um, last week we talked about the Inquisitor's um, unlimited PTO, but um, so as we know, lightsabers, they cauterize wounds and, you know, if it if it didn't hit any 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 essential organs, you know, Grand Inquisitor, he could have survived. And this could is be in- just like, oh my god, he watched our flag means death, and he was exactly. like, I could do that. Exactly. Oh my- <laughs> you know, he's he's having an our flag means death moment right now, and he so he's he's in Bacta and he's recovering. So he's have, he's on a long-term disability leave. And unfortunately in the empire, they do not have the ADA. So, um, they are already trying to replace him while he is on his disability. leave. That's painful. Um, guys, I just, that is, <laughs> I think, I think something that will not happen because once again, guys, I know people are like, Oh my God, what if this is like, like, where's quizzy? Are we decanonizing rebels? Rebels is not being decanonized. I promise. But what I think would be really funny is if the next episode does start with fifth brother and Reva talking to like talking shit to each other about who's going to get promoted at quizzy's funeral. <laughs> like, <laughs> Which, like, wait, it's just like the Rico Hardeen arc. Like, <laughs> I lived bitch. No, I need that as like a meme edit now, or just like I lived bitch and it's quizzy. It's so quizzy and rebels. <laughs> okay, this is another thing too that I want to talk a little bit about. First of all, Riva, girl, you are so sexy to me. I'm obsessed with you. Um, but something else that I think is really interesting. First of all, fuck fifth brother. Am I right? When she no, was like, um, she was like, I have a job to do, and he was like, I'm gonna use the force on you. I'm like, bitch, you are fifth brother, and she is third sister like does she not yeah. rank you like he's like i'm yeah. next in line i'm like why are you next in line you're fucking fifth brother i'm like okay yeah what? it'd be like probably reva first and then fourth sister yeah. like you're you're number five buddy unless there's two like, other people ahead of you well, unless it's like he's the only man are they is this like a sex-based is this no. gender-based no. thing this is my thing in the empire number one we don't have the ada and number two we don't have things like title nine and so and like we don't have gender-based protections so like and we just don't have any like discrimination protections in the workplace at this point in the empire so that's why he can just like blatantly harass her in the fucking workplace and like you should not be able to use the force in a meeting against your colleagues to one-up them like that's it's just like correct half of this episode was really just corporate politics and yeah if so they true. had to if they had to do this over zoom it would be very funny because i think Reva would just <laughs> leave the zoom <laughs> i i like okay i very much like the idea of the inquisitor zoom call because here's the thing let me say okay here's the thing i think quizzy is sending out the corporate link right like he is the he is the account holder so he's Absolutely. like okay guys we're having the meeting so in this situation where quizzy is now indisposed Reva and Fifth Brother both sent out a different link. And they're like, oh, oh. so both of them have sent out a link. So Reva's like, okay, fuck, no one's in my meeting. So she joins Fifth Brother's meeting. And she's like, um, hey. And then he mutes her. Because he's like, actually, I want to <gasps> no, talk. No, that's fucked up. And then she no. leaves the meeting. 
And that's the plot of this week's episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi. That truly is, though, because he's, like, the one that's just, like, oh, yeah, I told Vader about, like, what you're doing, except I'm taking all the credit. And she's just, uh, like, fine, said, bitch, you can take the credit, but we all know who's actually gonna to come out on top in this situation. Corporate yeah. HR really needs to come in because the chain of command in that, and literally in that thing, I was like, so there's no clear corporate chain of command then. No, exactly. Clearly. Vader, this is your fault actually for not having proper management of your fucking team. Okay, also, I this is completely separate, but I do want to talk about Vader a little bit because we see that scene of him getting up, getting dressed, and getting all his shit worked out in the very beginning, right? Wake up in the morning. Wake up in the morning. <laughs> and here's my question. What it seems like he does, wakes up, does all that, and then goes and sits in his little chair all day. Is that not what I do every day? No, because i that's the thing. Is I was like, <laughs> I said that, and I was watching the episode um, with Mel, and Mel was like, yeah, I think that's just what he does. But that's like, that's his job. That's what most people do. And I was like, oh my God, I've like, been reframing. No, but like, I wake up, I get ready for my day, I am chronically ill, and then I sit down and I have a Zoom call, which is what he did. It's, yeah. <laughs> sometimes exactly. you, like, sometimes you just gotta, like, get trust. You, like, you, just to help yourself feel a little bit more motivated, because you're like, well, I'm not actually going anywhere. I'll get dressed anyway, just just to feel something. I, I do have to and say. And I think I that's Vader. Yeah, that, exactly. I also, I love whenever we see um, the castle on Mustafar because I've read all the comics, but obviously we see it in Rogue One and there's a shot in this episode that is literally just like a, sh like a panel from one of the Vader comics that I used to have as my phone background for like a hot minute, like with the coloring of the sky and the, and the castle and everything. And then I was screaming, crying and throwing up. If anybody, here's a little fun fact about the castle on Mustafar. Um, some Jedi temples are shaped like this as well. Like they they go into a lot in the, I believe it's the Darth Vader 2015 run um, of, or maybe one of the Vader comics, they go into like, how it was built and why and the kind of the troubles that they go through because it's over a sith a sith palette or a, an old sith temple and some of the artifacts they find there and the fucked up shit that happens he works with this cursed object that was like cursed with this like very old sith um architect <laughs> and it's actually quite comical it is very funny um i do recommend reading it um but the cool thing is that um a lot of sith temples and even jedi temples when they're shaped like that they're shaped like a tuning fork um because it's a tuning fork for the, the, tune force. the force right yeah and the force just like the song just like avar chris from the higher public guys and oh we my God. brought it around no but literally no literally like i i i was kind of like uh, yeah so this is a cool and fun fact whenever you look at uh, the, the castle on on the castle in Mustafar, um, which is also featured in um, the Lego Terrifying Tales, which I think is the it better. Is. It's far yeah. better. Um, uh, just think about the tuning fork, because every time yeah. I'm like, Haha, it's Vader's tuning fork. <laughs> I did get so hyped about seeing the castle on Mustafar, too. No, yeah. I was that just is... like, oh my god, it's that bitch. That's we, see that the and the we see that in the Inquisitorious. Because no, that's oh, what's, yeah. what's so crazy to me, is that going into this show, I was like, oh, I'm like, I'm excited but i'm not like i feel like a lot of these places like we've seen before i'm not super excited to like like i'm not gonna be like crazy about seeing them again and then i was like oh my god like i became like a bad person i was like oh my god wait suddenly i do care quite a lot which was shocking but exciting 
I feel like this episode of this show has suddenly made me be like, oh yeah, I do actually like, I do actually like this show. Which is shocking, yeah. but exciting. Speaking of the Inquisitorious, like, their little, their little base, I was just like, it's nice to see that it's, it's okay again. I mean, I guess this is like five years after Fallen Order, so. Okay. <laughs> because anyone who's played Fallen Order, you know that like Cal Kestis and them did fuck up the Inquisitorious. No, because Cal, I'm so sorry, girly. Because I am thinking like, we only see, this is the first time we really see like the top levels of the Inquisitorious, like. In Fallen Order, it's like the basement and like underwater levels. And I think it's very funny that they had they had to move all of their meeting rooms up because they were like, our basement's still fucking flooded because of Cal Kestis. Cal Kestis, your 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 vibes. I actually You know I mean, what? I'm just saying if Cal and Seer were here, this wouldn't be happening. If they they should have finished the job, well, they could have done it. Bringing them up, because I, I I hope at least people know about how the the Fallen Order sequel like teaser did like get like shown finally Jedi Survivor and this that is apparently taking place around the same time as this show so now we can talk about Quizzy some more because my theory now because we did see like you know what is the race called like the Powan Powan yeah that's not so... Quizzy in the trailer though it's been confirmed that it's not him oh damn I know. I was going like, to be like, how Quizzy, is that you? I know, I, I wish. Quizzy, where are we going to get a Quizzy? Yeah, where is... With Quizzy? Maybe Quizzy can be, like, the new, like, he appears in every show. Like, Quizzy Not and Saw Gerrera team up. <laughs> no, because here's the thing. Saw is the new Hondo Onaka, because Hondo used to be the bitch who shows up in every show, and I don't know yeah, where he's is, been recently. When but... is Hondo Onaka showing up in this day? I did think about him. When when Obi-Wan pulls his little ha-cha and, like, and kind of, like, and is, like, gotcha with his his little his little move with a gun, I was like, huh. Hondo Onaka would be so proud of you. I wish Hondo was here because he'd be like, Obi-Wan, you're a fucking idiot. That was a lot <laughs> like, like that was a lot like my Loden voice. Um not Hondo and, and Loden being the same. They're the, they're <laughs> brothers from a different mother. You have no. to stop. I okay, so I have a question for the Fallen Order girlies because I Let's not, go. I have not finished Fallen Order or rather finished watching Jess replay Fallen Order. So I just know you gotta do the plot things. But obviously the plot of this episode introducing us to this like like hidden path they call it the path right they this like yeah, yeah the path. i had a high republic it... moment where i was just like oh my god <laughs> martian Rowe has entered the chat i was like Unhi? <laughs> yeah um, how does this tie into fallen order because they are they end it with that they're gonna help the future of the jedi children yeah so so what they do at the end of fallen order for those of you this is a spoiler for fallen order but one of the big plots in that game is that there's a holocron that has the names of a bunch of force sensitive children that was stolen from the jedi temple right before order 66 which so, is which is much like uh the one episode of rebels exactly um so cal kestis and his squad who's seer Junda, who's a former jedi grease who's my bestie Marin, who is a knight sister and that's their squad so they are trying to find this holocron and seer really wants to help rebuild the jedi order then some stuff happens and Cal destroys the holocron because he's like, no one should be able to find this these kids in this environment, like the way that the Empire is. Like, we can't risk this falling into the wrong hands. So it ends with them being like, okay, we got to figure out what we're going to do, either rebuild the Jedi Order or protect these kids. Despite the fact that they now don't have a list of names 
The idea of Cal Kestis being like, um, we need to start, we need to start finding bitches to help us find force sensitive kids because the Inquisitors are also taking force sensitive kids because that is another thing that they deal with in Fallen Order. Um, because Trilla, whose second sister, is like, I'm gonna bring those kids to the Empire and they're gonna become Inquisitors, Cal. So I'm just she's I, an MLM girly. She is. And she, she is. And she not the other girls are not doing it like her. But my thought is the idea of Quinlan Voss in the next uh Jedi game. In Jedi Survivor, Quinlan Voss and Cal Kestis working together. I don't know how likely it's gonna be. Would, but the idea of them being I would like scream crying. No, because here's the thing. They're like the handshaking meme, and it's just like two bitches with psychometry who survived Order 66. Yes! Oh my god. Oh. And also, like, as a mentor figure for Cal. Oh, yes! I, I just made myself sad. No. Okay, because also, I think wait, it would be wait. funny if he and Seer have beef. Like, well, also, he, she, also, he just shows up and she's like, yeah, that bitch used to butt me in line when I was going, like, at the temple all the fucking time. I hate him. Wait, also, there are two bitches who both have psychometry or uh, survived Order 66 and love a night sister. So oh true. My god. <laughs> and you've never, no, because her being like, Marin being like, oh my god, Ventress? I've definitely heard of her. That bitch was crazy. I love her. What happened to her? And he's like, and Quinlan's um, like, Quinlan has to be like, Ugh. he's like, so bad news. No, no, um, but also the mention of Quinlan in this episode, I was like, okay, so where's my Ventress okay, mention? So let's, when? So let's talk, let's go back a little. Um, so the next, the thing we see in this episode too is Leia slaying. So towards the beginning She's of the slaying. episode, we get Obi-Wan and Leia having this little dialogue of her being like, bitch, we need help. Like, and we are going to get help, Okay. Obi-Wan is flopping severely because someone will ask him literally any question and he's like, oh, I'm not a Jedi. He's like, he's, me, he's I'm definitely not one. Yeah, and Leia's like, like no, are you divergent? No, like, he is, he is. Been... Leia's just like, are you fucking stupid? Have you no. never, like, acted in your entire life? I fear that Obi-Wan has stopped masking for so long that he has forgotten how to mask. So now he's like, oh, fuck, I don't know how to act now. <laughs> the the metaphor for force sensitivity being like neurodivergence it's it's really getting even more because he has been masking his force sensitivity truly it's 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 quite on the nose here um yeah. but also they are speaking of locations we talked about the inquisitorius we talked about the castle of mustafar um the planet that they uh land on um apparently is a planet from legends um and then the another planet that they keep mentioning that the path ends in is another planet from Legends that apparently has some significance because there is a Legends comic in the Clone Wars um, where Obi-Wan thinks that he has lost Anakin in a very bad battle. Um, what is that planet called again? If frame something? Quite the choice uh, if they do end up going there. Um, it, I... I love when they bring things from legends and but like with purpose. I think that's really I think that's really awesome, very slay. Um but they're the most mm -hmm. interesting part of being on this planet for me, other than Leia being like, Why'd you bring me to the part of the middle of a fucking field? was that this was a moment and these are the moments in Star Wars that I love where they took a moment to show us what the galaxy at large, how they feel about what's going on how they feel about the Jedi, how they feel about the politically what's happening. Um, 
<laughs> we meet a guy who is not Yas and not Slay. Freck, played by Zach Braff. Oh, Star-, yeah. Star Wars is penchant for having random comedians play random characters in their TV shows. Oh, between random comedians and random bassists, I guess that's a thing now. No, it is. Oh my god. No, you're right. <laughs> it's like the Mandalorian next season, we need to be on the lookout. We're on bassist watch. Fuck Cody watch. I'm on bassist watch. No, take that back. I'm sorry, Jess. I didn't mean that like that. I'm so sorry. No, Jess, please stop. No. Ah! <laughs> oh, oh my god. Okay. So anyway, Jess is the new quizzy. I'm sorry, Jess. I'll never say that again. Please just leave my family alone. <laughs> I just, I just, I just thought that scene was very cool because it was like, yeah, this is what this is what conservatives in Star Wars are like. No, I mean, really though, it's like I'm I'm obsessed with seeing parts that are like, oh, what are normal people doing? Because I think we get a lot of the perspective of like average people who are like, yeah, the Empire does kind of suck ass. So like when like this this is a thing I'm thinking about Fallen Order, but in the beginning of Fallen Order, there's a character named Prof, and he is so slay. But Cal he's basically slay. Cal got away from the Jedi right, and he's been working as a miner on this planet called Braca, and he's he like Dolly Parton. This, he's been working nine to five basically, <laughs> but he has been having this job, and he works with Prof, who is like his coworker, and they Prof is like something comes up and. They, someone brings up the Jedi and Cal's like, oh, we don't need to talk about it. it. Please, I don't want to talk about it. Prof does not know Cal is a Jedi. But Prof is like, yeah, well, you know, I can't imagine the Jedi were all bad. Like, it seems like kind of crazy what happened to them. And I feel like we see a lot of characters like that who are like, I was really close to the Clone Wars. So it's like, I, it seems kind of weird that they're saying they're all traitors. But, you know, I, I don't know. So it's kind of nice to see a character who was like, I was not close to the Clone Wars. I don't really have any vested interest in the Jedi. Okay, the Empire's here now? Alright, cool. So it's like it's interesting to see like what the ethos is. And I think this show, combined with like the 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 besties on Tatooine and this guy, it's giving us a really interesting insight. Yeah, I mean, and that's some that's one strength of some of the some of the books and comics when they do this as well, is where they kind of give different perspectives. Um I'm reading the Alphabet Squadron uh, trilogy right now. And when they give perspectives of like why someone joined the Empire or, you know, why something else. And like there's different people who were affected by the Clone Wars differently. But there's also pe- different people who like in the Brotherhood novel, um, they're non-human. So they've been affected by xenophobia differently. They're, they're affected by like how close they are to the core, how many non-humans they are, how close they were to the Clone Wars, that kind of thing. Like to me, I find that shit very interesting. I think politics is neat. Um, and um, it was just interesting to see someone here who, like, he not him. He was flying the equivalent of the Confederate flag. I mean, no. He was. To be fair, I'm Confederate. honestly, yeah. Listen, okay, <laughs> I'm going to say something. He was basically flying the American flag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah actually. one of those big trucks that you see yeah. with like, the... A yes. full-size American flag. That's exactly like the, yeah. like a truck that's like the American flag is like in your way, and you're driving, and you're like, I can't, see, I can't merge because I can't see around this big fucking flag you have on the back of your your fucking <laughs> the back of your fucking your stupid Ford, little pickup truck. I, Ford I, truck, bitch. Oh, I you do, drive a Ford, you gay bitch. I do fear that this episode was in Texas. 
Oh my god. It was <laughs> Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan and Vader rematch in Texas. Obi-Wan and, and Vader rematch in the freaking abandoned lot in the middle of Texas. <laughs> They're at a Cracker Barrel parking lot. Um, <laughs> speaking of Obi-Wan and, and Vader, this is specifically Obi-Wan and Anakin. Another thing we get in this is Obi-Wan and Leia, and Leia's like, okay, bitch, we've been walking for so long. Is anyone gonna, sh like, someone is gonna show up and you're just being a bitch. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about and he looks out and he sees this dude standing like all the way far away and he's like hey who's that and he turns around and it's anakin and he's like oh and leia's like are you good fam because yeah, we gotta Leia's go like what the he is having what the hell are you staring at she's <laughs> like grandpa's off his meds like we need to figure out what is going on not grandpa's off his meds <laughs> It's war with grandpa all over again, except it's with Leia and Obi-Wan. War, like, war with grandpa's mind. But no, I love Leia like being like, okay, freaking, because you know, Obi-Wan and her are having their little conversation where he's like, if anyone asks, you know, like we're farmers, you're my daughter, you don't talk, okay? Which one, that doesn't make sense then, Obi-Wan. How is she going to freaking respond if she doesn't talk? And then um, they, they actually run into the like stormtroopers when they like... Or when they like meet Freck and Freck's picking up some stormtroopers and they're like asking them questions and Leia has to be the one that <laughs> responds because she's just like oh yeah this is my father he doesn't talk much no she was so I mean it was again, she's iconic it was very much like when you go to the restaurant and your parents are like you're all under 10 do exactly. not speak <laughs> yeah like you are getting a kid's menu okay and you're like, I'm 16. And it's like, no, you're not. You're nine. <laughs> you're nine. <laughs> like, I... Oh, yeah. Also, Obi-Wan, you are fucking smuggling. When he calls her Leia, I was yeah. like, my guy, no, you okay. survived undercover in the Clone Wars. And yeah, I'm like kicking your ass. Racco Hardeen would never do this. I know. Just that, that whole, like, sequence when... Obi-Wan calls her Leia and they're like, oh, I thought you said her name was Luma. Who's Leia? And Obi-Wan freezing like a deer in headlights like, oh shit, I <laughs> fucked up. I and Leia like, oh, also looking at him name. like, grandpa, <laughs> what the she fuck? Okay, her, Leia's, okay, this whole scene made me like lose my marbles because Leia being like, um, and he's like, oh, that was her mother's name. I, I look at her and I see her mother. And like that genuine, Ewan McGregor really put his whole pussy into that. No, that literally. was like, it was that whole scene. And then when they are finally like, okay, whatever the fuck, goodbye. And he's talking to her, and she's like, "You knew my mother. Are you my father?" And he's like, "Fuck no. I wish I, I wish I could say that your father was me, but I wish I had a daughter as slay as you, but unfortunately, I do not. I only have a secret little son that I don't and know I, about. I fear I might not know about him." <laughs> Um, I, that scene was like so touching to me though where she's just like you knew my mom and yeah. he's just like oh, yeah bestie I, no. I, I also like fear with that scene that like people might misconstrue things are happening mm -hmm. and like try to like push the oh yeah Obi-Wan Padme agenda is just like no our besties no. Obi-Wan and Padme were, were only platonic and they were besties. Yeah. Well, and I, I believe, and that was very much the energy of him being like, "Oh no, I'm your sly uncle." Like, <laughs> but yeah. also, 
that in that scene also there was the last last episode everyone was like was he talking about Satine or Ahsoka and it was like clearly he was talking about Padme because he looked her in the face and said uh oh you remind me of someone who was a friend of mine and whatever whatever and then in this episode she's like hmm I've connected the dots you knew my mother because he's like oh sometimes she reminds me of your mother and I'm like yeah, so if anybody who thought it was Satine or Ahsoka last time, it's not. It, it's They made it crystal clear this episode. He is yeah. talking about Padme and always has been because yeah. he keeps looking at Leia in the face. Um, mm. This is something that we on RuPaul's Padres have definitely talked about in the past is like, what is Padme's legacy? And it, it sucks because a lot of the stuff that happens like immediately after Padme's death, we don't get a lot of content from people who knew her like during this time period. So it's really, really nice to see that the show that does take place after Revenge of the Sith with someone who did know Padme very well is honoring her and is him being like, Padme was my friend and seeing her daughter, her daughter is so much like her. Um, Yeah, he's talking about Padme just as much as he talks about Anakin. And I'm like, Deborah Cho, you are, I have never trusted a bitch more in my life. No, literally. Um... Uh, speaking about bitches that I've never trusted more in my life, I'm going to get to someone, but I have one last note about Leia, is that, did you guys see her hairstyle? She had it up in those little buns, but also yeah. one of the braids fell down like a Padawan braid. Oh no! I didn't see I, that! I saw that, no! yeah! No! One of her little no! braids like had fallen down and it looked like a Padawan braid, and I was like screaming, crying, throwing up, because I was like, oh my oh, god. Oh my god, well, speaking of which, they have that conversation, when they had that conversation about the Force earlier... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, got, ah. I threw myself into the into the ether because a really cool part of the High Republic is that they talk about how the Force feels, and and so for Obi Wan to describe how the Force feels to him, I was like, oh, that's it's he, really it's so cool. No, also here's the other thing: he sees it the exact same way that Stellan Geos does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, know, literally, we were. I was I was watching it with Mel, and he said it, and and both of us were like, oh. Like, at the same time, it was Ollie, crazy. Ollie, would you like to describe how Stellan Geo sees the Force for the people I mean, who have not read the, read the High sure. Republic yet? Sure, basically, if you watch the episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi, that's how Stellan Geo sees the Force. No, um, Stellan has said, like, he sees the Force as a constellation of, like, interconnecting stars. And that is, when Obi-Wan was describing how he sees it, and he's like, oh, it's like a light in the dark. It's like points of light in the dark that connect. I was like, oh... I'm gonna scream. I but I became the worst. <laughs> I said this before. I'll say it again. Oh, Stellan Geo Stan Obi Wan Kenobi. I do have two things I want to say. Ta- I said earlier, bitches that I trust in my life. Tala, you I are my her. fucking best friend. I am obsessed with her. I was like crying. I'm like, I love Indira Varma so much. I was not at all expecting her to play like a turncoat. And I'm so so thrilled. We finally get to see women of yeah, color winning. Was, she I walks was so, so happy about that run. too. She Callus wishes he was her. Like when she first showed up, I was like, no, not another Imperial. And then like her shooting the stormtroopers, I was like, wait, she's she's like a rebel spy. She's helping people. I was no. like, yes. She walked so Cassian could run. She walked so Cassian could run. I fear we will uh, yeah. have to watch her die on screen. And I, I, I am. That's what my friend know, kept saying when we were watching. He's just like, she's given her whole backstory, her whole backstory, Ussi, to, to Obi-Wan and Leia. <laughs> and backstory, Ussi. Backstory, Ussi. 
yeah Baxterosi she gave it all to like Obi-Wan and Leia and they're like that's never yeah. a good sign when like you're meeting and then you're you're divulging your whole backstory yeah. to everyone that means you're gonna <laughs> you don't got long bestie yeah okay so I really would like to see um a woman of color stay alive by the end Literally. of the show that is my goal please god um well okay there's two things that we have to discuss because we are skipping around i have um one thing about what happens in her little house um just because oh, we we're yeah. talking about the higher public um this is something i want your guys's live reactions tiktok user at gingers or plants did look at the orabesh that was written on the walls it does say light and life <gasps> shut the fuck up Yes! Yeah. High Republic stands! We're winning! <laughs> oh my god! I just wanted to let you guys know, live reaction, there is, while, while, Tala, while Tala is telling Obi-Wan and Leia about how she has been smuggling ch- Force-sensitive children off-planet via the path, there is Orbesh on the wall that says Light and Life. The way I just started crying! <laughs> no, Other I- Orbesh that people say was on the wall, I told Claudia and Ollie this earlier, but for you listeners, People said there's other um, Legends Jedi names on the walls. So good for you, Legends people. And good for the High Republic. We <laughs> stay winning. We're getting our crumbs, besties. Listen, Legends legend stands and High Republic stands need to unite. I think no. we can work together. I, like, oh. Listen, I'm I just saying, like... why wasn't Comac Vitus an heir to the Empire? Yeah. You would have beat Thrawn. Listen. Would Come Mara Jade, Come, would Kemai Vettis have beaten Mara Jade? Discuss. I don't want to what see is, two what, girl bosses pitted against what each is, other. What is there to discuss? They'd be besties. Here's my here's my thing though. Um, if we're talking about if we're talking about either people who are smuggling Jedi or Jedi themselves referencing the higher public as like a time of hope, um, that makes me feel crazy because in the current Star Wars 2020. Obviously, it is being written by some of the uh, High Republic authors now. So now they're doing a lot of High Republic connections. And one thing that they have been doing is um, there is a, a rebellion mission that they call um, Starlight Squad. I believe it's called Starlight Squadron um, after Starlight Beacon. And um, it's just a cool idea of that mine. Feels- that, like. I'm sorry, that feels kind of like being like, this is like, this is the, the Titanic, t- t- Titanic <laughs> squadron. Um, but I, I mean, even even so, um, it's just, it's just cool to me. It's just cool to me that like, now we've seen like several little things of like, oh, like people have thought of this as a time of hope or whatever. Uh, and like, and not just people who were Jedi. Um, I don't know. It makes me feel fucking crazy. <laughs> Um, so also this makes me really excited because these shows are being developed like at the beginning of either when the High Republic was either being developed or coming out. But it does make me excited because now some of the shows that are being made right now, now that the High Republic phase one has come out, we are more likely to see more actual little um, High Republic Easter eggs in there. And that makes me feel crazy bonkers and insane. Can we talk about how Obi-Wan might have had a brother? The way that oh, yeah. I, I did have a I did have a Claudia moment um, when I was watching this episode because he was like, I had a brother. 
maybe only flashes i was like this is just like Brecca from thrawn this is just like thrawn i'm like i feel just like claudia now because i'm like oh my god literally anything that's happening is just like thrawn but i'm like oh this is actually just like thrawn. <laughs> Obi -Wan and thrawn. i think we all had one of those little moments okay <laughs> no it's because it's obi-wan and borica parallels it's not thrawn but also borica was also like she was also had a home for for um uh she also had a home for um for sensitive kids wait the connections wait cheery luke <laughs> oh my god <laughs> or cheery leia honestly either honestly of those... yeah luke and leia are cheery coded they are absolutely You're they both so would drink right. a juice pouch <laughs> and you know what that would make i think that that's a very it's a very it's giving tala a bit of a a bit of a thalius kind of vibe no. oh. tala's thalius. tala with the glock tala with the glock she did have a glock <laughs> We have a problem in our brain. <laughs> we have a real issue in our brain. I don't know. I mean, I mean, you can tell by the way that we're talking about this, but like this episode was just like it was just like no notes, like oops, all no, bangers. Like, it was like fun to watch. It's it's also one of those things that I mean, I talk about this a lot of like when a when a franchise or this anything set in an established universe actually like digs itself in both with tiny details and also thematically like how nice that is like like for example there's all we can find all these ties or whatever whether you're like a deep fan or you're not because like okay like across a bunch of star wars media like it is an overarching theme of protecting force sensitive kids this is thing like that's gonna be ahsoka's story that's been her story for a while and that's been kind of that's the end of fallen order that's clearly what's happening here both adult force sensitive and, and now they say like and now also kids like and obviously we were comparing it to thrawn as well like this is some this is like there's like these overarching things that they're like we're gonna instead of like inventing new bullshit we're gonna like dig into what we already have and create good bullshit from that and i was just like Oh, I don't know what good sto good storytelling is in Star Wars. I might be passing away. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it's really nice to see too. Like, you can tell that Deborah Cho has a unique perspective, and you can also tell that she really likes Star Wars, and it's it's really showing. And I think we got the first two episodes that I, like I really like them, and I really like the aesthetic of them. But I think they were a lot of setup. But now that we're really getting into the meat, you can tell she has a very distinct directorial style that pays homage to Star Wars. And we see that, especially in the scene at the mining facility with Obi-Wan and Vader. Yeah. Like, the, the direction in that scene was fucking crazy. Like, I tend to, like, I don't tend to be someone who gets super into, like, oh, I don't tend to feel a lot of the tension that characters are feeling on the screen for some reason. But in that moment, I was like, oh, I'm, like, this entire episode, like, once Vader kind of showed up, I was like, oh, I'm not really going to be feeling all that much. I was like, the entire episode, I was like, I feel like I'm going to throw up. Like, this is so fucked up. Well, and that was one of the reasons why I loved Rogue One also was like, I had never seen Vader on the big screen myself. I grew up mm -hmm. with the prequels coming out and I saw them on home video because I was a kid and my parents and like Star Wars didn't bring me to, to the to the theater or whatever. The first time I actually saw Vader on the screen was Rogue One. And I was like, oh, he's fucking scary. And this, this was the same thing. I was like, this bitch is scary. And also like, there's also a piece to Vader when he is first introduced in A New Hope. There's also a bit of camp to him because like mm -hmm. he kind of moves around kind of awkward. 
um and makes like awkward little movements even though he's also scary so like there's this weird juxtaposition to him and they caught they catch that perfectly and they also and maybe this is because i've been thinking about fallen order or whatever but like there was a lot of like shots and angles here that like they felt almost very video gamey like mm-hmm. i felt like i was playing as obi-wan or watching obi-wan um and then when i got jump scared by vader it was like the camera turned around on being jump scared by Vader like in a in a video game like for, and I don't know why it felt like that maybe someone who knows more about film can can explain that to me but it, it felt yeah. very much like that and I thought it was very very slay um yeah and something I noticed like a lot of the cuts were just really interesting but yeah speaking of Vader being really scary freaking when he like first shows up and then starts just like dragging people out of their freaking homes with the force and like killing them just because he's like okay i know you're out there obi-wan let's drag you out by killing everyone in sight so that you feel compelled to come out it was fucked just like oh that's fucked up anakin you're off the shits for this well also if if you think about it this is the first time obi-wan has seen anakin as vader commit the the atrocities that he is known for yeah like in person at least because he saw the the youngling video he he saw him (laughs) kill younglings on facetime but like (laughs) (laughs) he was like anakin stop oh no he can't hear me his connection's bad yeah he's watching him kill younglings on body cam footage but now he's seeing it like like for real in front of him and he just found out that Anakin is a lot like I felt that palpably like um, like being like I thought this man died at my own hand he didn't he's become this monster because of me it's not because of him but I'm sure he did he feels that way and, like, and now he is Vader, killing people in front of me Vader literally like tells them because when Obi-Wan just like what have you become and he's just like I became what you made me Dude, that fucked me up. I was like, genuinely, again, I am not someone who gets super like misty during stuff. Like I'll be like, hee hee. But I was like, oh, I am like on what? Like this is fucked. This is so deeply upsetting. It's ridiculous. I, I was also laughing because my favorite things, Anakin Invader is not one of my favorite characters, but he does have some of my favorite moments in all of Star Wars. Like don't choke on your aspirations, director. And just... Anakin being very dramatic and being very on the mm-hmm. nose is funny to me. And so him being like, yeah, of course I'm going to, I'm going to set you on fire like you did me because I'm Yeah, that's just Anakin bitch. being a petty yeah, he's bitch. Like, he's, he's like, like no. time for your turn. I was like, damn, that's really on the nose, my guy. No, literally. And that's like the people who are like, oh my God. But like, he, like I was talking to Noah about this, unfortunately, the, the, the person who is, you know, because Noah's he's not here to talk because he's being interrogated by yeah. the inquisitors um but noah was saying like something that's funny is people who are like why didn't he just like grab obi-wan like with the force or why didn't he just like get him or like kill him there and it's like well clearly he doesn't want obi-wan dead he wants he's to a torture dramatic him bitch. exactly like he wants he wants to make a fucking statement with obi-wan so it's like the people who are like oh well look how did he why did he let obi-wan get away it's like well because he let him get away like clearly vader could have stopped it he was watching that whole time just like all right bitch you win this round i'm gonna fuck you up so bad next time i see you though when i was watching this with my friends last night we were having the same kind of discussion because the two of them were like what the fuck was that why did he just let obi-wan get away like vader could have like definitely like just destroyed obi-wan and the way i was seeing it it was like yeah he purposely 
is letting Obi-Wan go because then, you know, he gets to fuck with Obi-Wan more, like the dramatic petty bitch he is. And then it's also like how I saw it was like, it's like when a, a predator is like purposely playing with their <laughs> with their their prey just for the the fun of it and being like oh yeah i'm going to like to fuck you up little by little mm-hmm. i i also i so one i was like oh this is a cool fun fact but then i was like oh wait um mustafar is a mining planet and then they were on a mining planet for this scene as well and i was like oh that's just funny whatever but then i thought about it and i was like oh but in this mining planet it's like ashen everywhere it's like not burnt up but like it's it's the quite it's the opposite of like rivers of lava it's like ashen and like rivers of rock whatever and i was like oh my god it's it's like poetry it rhymes love it's it's like oh now that after he's been burnt to a fucking crisp um Mm -hmm. the other thing that i loved was like I, you know, a lot of people were predicting, like, oh, the first time that Obi-Wan, like, kind of goes full Jedi mode and he pulls out his lightsaber or whatever, it's going to be, like, a big moment. And it wasn't a big moment. It was yeah. him running for his fucking life from Vader, which was funny as shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> Being like, POV, your younger brother is is coming to kill you. No, he's like, he's like, Obi-Wan, you lost the remote. Rest before you left. Fuck you. No, that was something that I noticed, though, that I was, like, I, I was, like, like, really excited about like this is where i was like deborah your mind you're unmatched is because obi-wan was standing there when vader first ignited his lightsaber i thought obi-wan was gonna ignite his and have it be like a parallel to um revenge of the sith when they have their mustafar confrontation but no but he, no he, he just away. fucking run away comac vitus ass but then he like then the scene where he does finally ignite his lightsaber is when he's just like he's fucking running and he turns around and he's like oh fuck it's like it's so good. It shows how much Obi-Wan has changed and how much he's been through when we haven't been with him. And I'm like, I'm obsessed with it. I love that. Yeah, I also, it's also an interesting juxtaposition with um, when Ahsoka sees Vader for the first time because she's been practicing. And then, and she goes through a period of time just like, just like Obi-Wan where she hides in the forest and she's she's wallowing and she's like i'm never gonna pick it up again it takes a lot for her to pick up her lightsabers again and she doesn't really call herself a jedi but like whatever and but when she sees vader again again she's like all right let's throw hands like whatever obi-wan is like "Uh, not today and obi-wan has not gone through therapy yet um (laughs) and it's it was just it's was interesting to me i also when i was thinking about like oh what's the when's the first time we're gonna see him with his lightsaber i was like oh they're gonna play obi-wan's theme in a way and and i heard it they did it this time whatever and i was like i want to see what's the difference in how they played his theme now versus when they do it another time um because you know they've there have been perfect purposeful parts of his theme that are supposed to be like um he's 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 desperate he's desperate and he's sad and and kind of deal so um i hate to be this person because i can't stop bringing it up but there is a part in light of the jedi where avar chris is like the best way to win an argument is to not have it and she's right and for that. That's and Obi-Wan she's right. And that's, with this. that's literally what obi-wan is doing he says i don't want to have this confrontation i'm just gonna run away and i'm obsessed with that I mean, it's 
I mean, if I, you're not being that person. I think having connections with the wider Jedi is a good thing. Yeah. Um, also, just as a side note, um, here we stand, Moses Ingram, and fuck all the haters. Um, but, like, um, the best way to have an argument is to not have it. Um, if you see people saying bad takes online and about anything, but about Star Wars or whatever, don't engage with them. They're trying to bait you. They know that they're bad and they're racist and they're stupid. So don't engage with them. You should you should talk about how things are bad and, and call things out. But do not engage with shitty posts. Don't. They are trying yeah. to bait you. And I have seen so much bullshit anyway in this house we stand reva i i support a women's i support women's wrongs i also do love how like vader and obi-wan are having this whole fucking moment and reva's like so anyway time to go get my fucking promotion she's like (laughs) they're like we have a job to do and she's like fuck you and and she's like i'm going to get my little fucking promotion um that was so sly of her so sly it really was like fifth brother was like uh yeah we are gonna go like deal with this you stay out of our fucking way and Ryu was just like hmm fine okay I will still come out on top and she goes and finds the little secret room that moment though when she's in there and she's looking at the messages on the wall and you see clearly that almost looks like she's gonna like cry but then she quickly turns that into like feeling angry and like you know more fuel for the for the dark side of the force for I was her. Like, where's her backstory? I gotta say, that scene where she looks at the Jedi symbol and then just fucking punches a table and then is like, oh my god, there's a button back here. That was so slay. <laughs> but also, like, I'm gonna say it, it really is like the scene that it reminded me of, and I'm apologize in advance. But the scene it reminded me a lot is in The Force Awakens when Kylo Ren is like pissed and and he's like he's fighting fit he just like got hurt very bad because of finn and he's trying to stop hurting like he's trying to channel the dark side so he starts like punching himself yeah he wishes he was reva because reva was like i'm just angry already (laughs) but it kind of reminded me of that of where it's like oh the force comes like the dark side of the force comes from pain like it comes from being upset like that is the point yeah. And I like I'm like oh every time we get reminded like oh the dark side's actually not like this fun cool thing like it's actively painful to use yeah you have well, to channel pain and that's why Palpatine encourages he encourages the bad office politics and he encourages whatever because they gain their power from the dis- from the discord of it um they gain they gain their power from you know pitting them against each other like. Um, also, side note, you you were talking about The Force Awakens. There was another sequels parallel in here. I'm so sorry. I keep going back to that scene where Obi-Wan is talking to uh, Leia about The Force, which shout out to Deborah Cho acknowledging Force-sensitive Leia. My God, you are the only bitch I respect in this house. I hope you do Slay. every Star War from now on. I'm so sorry, Dave Filoni, but Deborah Cho, I love you. My God. They do the... Finn and Han Solo, the that's not how the force works. Oh yes, I noticed that. But he's like, I that's like, not how it works. I was like, so true. This is just like Han Solo. Han so- no, because I this is my new AU. It's not my AU. This is my like deleted scene. Is where they're on the Millennium Falcon in a new hope. Um, Luke is off doing some bullshit and Han walks up and he's like, So this is some bullshit, right? Or, oh, can you just, like, lift things up and do some bullshit? And he's like, that's not how the Force works. And Han's like, and I'm going to remember that. 
literally no or leia's like later on in their lives together he's like oh well like the force is like this and she's like that's not how the force works and he's like and i'm gonna remember that literally i just any also we we also we had we had an imperial an imperial defector in this in this episode yes and and it made me think of finn and i just was like hmm it made me think of Finn and how they imply that with Finn that, like, he's going to try and help find other Imperial defectors or whatever. And I was like, man, I love when, I'm, yeah. I love when it's, like, Poetry I love Rise. when it's Star Wars. Shit. I, okay. This, this is a thing that I, that I said before, but that I just, that I like about this series so far is that it's like, oh, it's not just like, oh, we're, like, loving the prequels or love or whatever. I'm like, there's, there's shit for all the bitches. No, literally. There's connections is... for all the bitches. The no. sequel, The High Republic, the Legends. There was something the... for the the sequels yeah literally i'm no i agree completely i think it's like it's a really like yeah it's just it's just really interesting to see like i'm just really enjoying this show also for the solo girlies um once again we are discussing droid sentience once again also that droid who was like i'm killing that droid was the droid was about ready to freaking hit someone with a freaking sledgehammer. Like, I'm <laughs> that gonna... droid is Ned. Ned. His name is Ned. Oh yeah, sorry. And I, he's I'm my so best. Sorry. I need to, my yeah, best I need to put some respect to Ned. Ned and Lola are my two new icons. Yeah, honestly. that's the. Those are the the fruity little droids for this season. Yeah. <laughs> for the show. Um. When will Ned get a boyfriend? Literally. Um. Also. Leia Organa, please, I need you to learn about Stranger Danger, please. No, because I well, think- to be to be fair, you know, Tala did say like just go down like the tunnel and like you'll find the pilot. So like, okay, the, the person she ran like, into- a pilot, she is wearing a cape. <laughs> well, she figured that out when she also- saw the the knocked out guy on the floor, but then it was already too late. <laughs> to be fair, Reva did also say, yeah, the person you're supposed to meet is not gonna be here. Sorry, little guy. Okay, also. I am obsessed with the Cad Baneification of Reva because Leia is going to pull an Omega, Omega and it. just like yeah, just just be like hee hee. <gasps> oh my god, no! Because here's the thing: what if the Reva is like, oh, I've got this kid because this is her first time actually spending time with Leia. What if she is like, oh my god, you have the Force, and no, realizes that's why it, I'm scared. and that's why, and that's when that's when she's like. Oh, I've just realized that's what we get Reva backstory is because she's like, oh, my God, this is just like when I was trying to escape the temple with other younglings and I can do it better this time. When does Vader find out that he has another kid? I don't know. Because he mentions in Return of the Jedi, like, oh, your sister or whatever. And we know that that he finds out about Luke and that he's like, Palpatine lied to me. My kid is alive. He finds that out from Boba in the comics when does he find out that he has also he has another kid and that it is a daughter because i again listen he has come close he has come within feet of leia once again much like in a new hope and he does not sense that she is force sensitive what is the truth no because what is the fucking truth yeah i it is a great question i would love to know this episode was very absent slay the whole series so far there's only been three episodes we're halfway through this series which is wild so far i yeah 
I I'm coming to this this show with no expectations. So it's like, woo. We're having a, a grand old time. I didn't expect Quinlan mention at all. And I was like, damn, I hope my Quinlan besties out there are like are rejoicing. Um but I am very worried about Leia. I do, yeah, think that maybe Riva and Leia will have a nice little bonding moment. Or I hope that's where this is going, where they're like, she's like, damn, now I'm having my my flashbacks, my traumatic it's flashbacks a- to escaping Order 66, except I didn't escape Order 66. I got <laughs> taken in and turned into to this hot mess. It's going to be like Ventress and Bo- and, and Woba. And no, that- <laughs> oh. <laughs> don't talk about Woba Fett. We don't talk about Woba Fett. Damn, Star Wars really knows what everyone wants. They're like, damn. Um, Mandalorian did really well. Um, the Bad Batch, despite its whitewashing, did really well. So it seems like the fans do enjoy <laughs> a dad and a child story moment. Shit works. So man. they're like, let's do it again. Come on, Obi Wan. <laughs> you're the dad this time. Leia, you're the child. Uncle Core. I'm just saying, when are they going to have a story that's a mom and a child, a mother figure and a yes. child? Oh I think God. that's what Ahsoka is going to be. Ahsoka and her that. and who's the child? Jason, a, her thirty-year-old daughter, Sabine Wren. <laughs> no, it's gonna be Jason Sandula. I forgot. I the possibility of him I'm being so in that show. I'm so scared of seeing that little. Because I'm so scared of seeing that little bitch in live action. My fear is that uh, my only thing is he'd be so young. He'd be like six. I'm like or he'd seven. Be cute. He'd be a very little oompa loompa looking motherfucker. No. <laughs> You look at Jason Sindula from Rebels and tell me he does not look like an Oompa Loompa. Quickly. Okay, but like Yoda also looks like an Oompa Loompa in Rebels. Like, no, Yoda Rebels like a scary little like, green sh- old man. Leave him alone. And you know what? So true. You know, you oh. know what? You know who is? You know what though? Yoda is Slay, and I'm sorry so to true. say it, but I, I don't know, care. I what agree he looks with you. Like. I'm a Yoda stan. No, I don't care. Yeah. I think I think Rebels Yoda is Slay. I think he's funny. Okay, all right. I enjoyed it very much. I, I don't know if my friends actually listen to our podcast, like my two friends who, who watch this. Maybe I'll make them listen to this, but um, you two were dumb. I thought the Vader and Obi-Wan fight was really good. I think Obi-Wan is just having a tough time. Of course, the fight wasn't going to be like, bam, bam, like super like action. Obi-Wan is going through a tough time. He's struggling fighting, okay? That's just realistic. If you you hadn't fought in like 10 years <laughs> wouldn't you also struggle um this i don't is... know about you guys but i wouldn't because i'm perfect obviously so true ollie well <laughs> this is this is also the reason why when they were like there's gonna be a vader obi-wan rematch i was like it's either not gonna happen or it's not gonna be what you guys think it is and then you're gonna be fucking toxic on main so i know the fandom menace girlies they are not loving it right now and to that i say go fuck yourself um i'm having a great time and deborah cho you are my best friend i you know as the person who's like out of all the main star wars movies not you know not including rogue one and solo (laughs) but like the main skywalker like saga movies the last jedi is my favorite and it's because the the luke in that i just found him very relatable and obi-wan in this like is making me be like you know what yeah i really do love obi-wan kenobi especially now that i've seen him being a depressed little little guy 
because that's relatable. I fail something and then I too have to go into exile and not talk to anyone and hang out in the cave for a while and be depressed. I, I, again, it's like these thematic connections, even to the sequels, are, are they're really nice. Like, oh, like parallels between Luke and, uh, and Obi Wan in this moment. Like, oh man, thinking about it makes me really sad. <laughs> Fuck. Hi, welcome back to Cody Watch. It's been a while. <laughs> let's um, go. Let's go, Cody, Cody Watch. First, the update. Woo! update from star wars celebration as you all know if you listened to last week's episode i was at star wars celebration at least on saturday and sunday sunday i did get into the bad batch panel like the actual like live panel (laughs) and that was the the best moment of my my life (laughs) is because the trailer that they showed us at celebration was longer and it did explicitly like name drop cody because you hear a normal clone be like crosshair and you're like wait who is this and crosshair is just like commander cody in his his fucked up little crosshair voice and this the joy and like euphoria i felt at that moment where i was just like yes i'm vindicated i i knew my manifestations would pay off but yeah that's for the bad batch talking about obi-wan kenobi now (laughs) the clown nose is coming back on besties because so far um cody has not been here (laughs) We got Tem, come on. Like, he was there. We could do it again. Like, why would you just bring Tem on to be one random little guy on the, on the side of the road, okay? <laughs> Tem has the range. Tem, Tem, has, Tem said at Celebration that he'd love to talk more about, like, Cody again. Because I guess people talk to Tem about Rex. Like, I know <laughs> the clones are all supposed to be, like, well, clones of Django, who was Timora Morrison. But, you know... It's not like Timora Morrison has ever played Rex, which is sad, but he did play Cody. So he's just like, yeah, I'd love to talk more about Cody. I like (laughs) Cody. I I think it's very funny um, because I would would just like to see Cody. I also like Cody Watch is that people are like, oh my God, Jess, like Cody Watch is over now because he showed up in the Bad Batch trailer. No, Cody Watch is not, Cody Watch is not like, oh, now we found him. It's like, no, Cody Watch exists for every piece of Star Wars media. Like, it's like the next- High Republic Phase 2? Where's Cody? Andor, like, if- Andor, where's Cody? Even if I see Cody die in the Bad Batch, I'm still going to be like, where's Cody? No, in the Mandalorian, next season of the Mandalorian, where's Cody? No. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Where's Cody? Like, until we know Cody's entire timeline- Where's Cody? Even like, yeah. even when we do, it's, even when we do, I'm still gonna be like, "Where is that bitch? Huh? Where's I, the mention?" <laughs> I have to say, I mean, the day that Ollie and I we were not at celebration, but we were like on our phones, like whatever, and when they live announced- tweeting at work, <laughs> <laughs> like like a, the Ahsoka panel was coming out, like I was like shaking, whatever. The next day, the Bad Batch panel was coming out. I was somebody was sitting there, like they had their microphone on, and they were like. I was in a Twitter space, so I was I was hearing the panel and the trailer happen, and I heard them say Commander Cody, and I start refreshing Twitter, and I'm I I start texting Jess. I'm like, somebody check on Jess. Somebody check on. I think thank Jess you might to have just all like, like arrests. <laughs> thank you to like the the tons of people who immediately started like 
adding me on Twitter or messaging me or texting me. Um, some of you came onto my TikTok immediately being like, oh gosh, I gotta go check Jess's TikTok for the Cody watch update. <laughs> because yeah, I was not well. Started screaming, crying, wanted to throw up. <laughs> Couldn't even like, I didn't even know what happened the rest of the trailer because I was just like, what the, <laughs> what the fuck, Cody? And then luckily they played it again because I was just like, holy shit, I can't believe this is real life. And um, I really do hope he appears in this show because, like I said, Tem, Tem said he'd, he'd be down for more Cody. Oh. And I think we should respect his wishes and let Tamara Morrison be Cody again. So I want to let all of our listeners know, Mel and Noah are still being interrogated by the Inquisitors, so we haven't heard from them yet. Um, but that being said, we are going to play a game that longtime fans will know. It is called Criff Nabu Honeymoon Decapitate, where each of us is gonna bring three characters and the other hosts have to say, who would they criff? Who would they go on a Nabu honeymoon with? And who would they decapitate? It's basically fuck, marry, kill, but like our fun little Star Wars version. Teehee. Okay, I'm gonna go first. I have brought three very cool women. Baru, White Sun, Lars. Slay. I knew. Tala. And Bray Organa. Interesting. Hmm, that's that's kind of hard because they're all very good. Yeah, that is my, because this, here's the thing. Usually when I bring one, I know what my answer is. And I've as I was saying that, I was like, oh, sh- I really don't know what I'm going to do. Damn. See, the problem is I, I need to know more about Tala. You know? Well, you got to work with what you got to give your okay. answer. All right. I'm going to shoot from the hip. Okay. I am going to Nabu Honeymoon Brio Organa because then I get to be in a polycule with Bale Organa as well. Um, so I win. I win. Um, do I die on Alderaan? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I got out in time. I got out in time. Oh, okay. Um, the polycule broke up actually before. before. No, <laughs> you're a lot. No, just Claudia, divorce. You're, Claudia, you're just like Obi Wan. <laughs> um. So, is this next person like your rebound? <sighs> yeah, is the rebound your the Chris? Okay, so I'm gonna so. I'm gonna Chris Tala because I just think she's neat. Mm-hmm. And I think she's Yas and Slay, but I think she's really busy, so she can't really, you know, commit to a long-term relationship. Unfortunately, I will be decapitating Baru. That's only just because of process of elimination, and also I don't want to live on a desert planet. So, sorry. But it's really hard because she is a girl boss, and yeah, this is, I'm, I'm really sorry, Baru. But yeah, that's my choice. Okay, so mine's I will also Naboo Honeymoon Brea Organa um, not to enter the polycule. I'm sorry. I think Bale is very ass and slay, but uh, I unfortunately am being a homewrecker and I'm just going to take Brea. <laughs> sorry, Bale. Leia and, and Brea could come with me. I'm the new parent. <laughs> um in this scenario, this I also happening. have somehow gotten off Alderaan before that happens. It's very sad. I'm like, oh no, my loving wife Freya is now past 
away. Or actually, I guess I don't have to be a homeworker. It could still be like a V-shaped polycule where Bale and I are connected to Brea, but we're not in any relationship. But um, after this, my my criff is actually the opposite of Claudia, where I criff um, <laughs> Baru <laughs> because I think she's very... Not that I don't think Tala is Yasinsley. I We just, you know, we've known... Baru a bit longer and I I think you know no mm-hmm. like strings attached with her and I we have a nice time but I also am just like I don't want to stay here on Tatooine like no offense but this place sucks <laughs> not to be like Anakin Skywalker Padme's husband as you all know him as but um I I, I hate sand <laughs> it gets everywhere and it it sucks and so, unfortunately, I do have to decapitate Tala, and I'm sorry to the girl boss. Like, I know she's, no. like, helping with a, a really awesome cause of, like, helping younglings and other Force-sensitives, like, get away from the Empire. But, like, I'm, I'm no girl yet. I don't know you that well, so. My answer is challenging. I, I don't know why I, I did this to myself. Um, here's the thing. As you know, if you're if you're into the lore, the Ollie Fresh lore, um, I have to marry Baru. I don't care if it means I have to stay on Tatooine. I do it for her. Okay, all right. But but here's the thing: it's really hard because I also do want to marry Tala very bad. Because what would be fun is imagine going on her adventures with her to save the children, and then maybe I'd get to like run into my bestie Quinlan Voss. That's fun. But we, I just don't know her well enough at this point. So I'm like, but like that could change. But I think that I'm going to marry Baru, but I am obsessed with Tala, so I, I am going to gonna criff her. I'm so sorry to Bray Organa. No! I, I'm so sorry. I just, I like, it's not because I don't want to. It's just because I, like, I've been, fa- I've given myself a horrible, horrible question, but I am going to have to decapitate you. I'm so sorry, Brea. I'm so sorry. I wish I didn't have to be this way. Those who know me when we play this game know that I like to target people and I like to make things difficult for people. Usually I target Ollie, but today I will be targeting Jess. I'm going to kill you. I'm so excited. I feel like I'm finally not not the butt of the joke. Is this how it feels to be popular? Um, In honor of Cody Watch this week... And in honor of Jess meeting Tim at Celebration. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The choices are Cody, Boba Fett, and... (laughs) And who? (laughs) Who has one? (laughs) The choices are Cody, Boba Fett, and Thrawn. <laughs> That's a fun little. I feel like a fun little Easter egg. Like and Thrawn. Looking Thrawn. My favorite. My favorite. My favorite. My favorite Django clone Thrawn. Okay, I can shoot for the hit. Actually. Um, yeah. Uh, you. I know. I never shut the fuck up about Cody, especially if you follow my Twitter. <laughs> you just see me being like Commander Cody, like every fucking day. But um, Cody's actually not my favorite Star Wars character. <laughs> he's my third favorite Star Wars character, but he's not number one. Number one is, is it, Boba Fett. It's number two Eli Vanto? 
Yeah, number two Let's is go. Eli Manta. And number Slide. four is Vernestra Rowe. Let's go. We stand a girl boss. Um, but so I am Naboo honeymooning Boba Fett. We now live together um, in Mos Espa on Tatooine. Unfortunately, I have not escaped Tatooine. Oh I my thought God. that we I was... can be neighbors while I'm married oh to Boba You're yeah. married to Boba Fett. We can get brunch together. Yeah. Can't with that. So, um, you know, I'm helping Boba rule with respect. Um, and I, I criff Cody because I do love Cody very much, but let's all face it like, uh, Cody is actually in love with Obi Wan Kenobi. They, they have a thing. I, I don't want to get in between Obi-Wan and Cody. Obi-Wan's going through a lot right now, so he needs Cody. Um, but, you know, just just a one-time thing between me and Cody is, like, fine. We're like, a yeah. tryst. Yeah, a little... little um, a clandestine what meeting. The, what was the, the phrasing for freaking... The, for Krennic and Catalyst? Like, his... No! His, um... No! nighttime <laughs> nighttime escapades no! yeah whatever the fuck Renick is me and Cody and unfortunately I decapitate Thrawn I'm sorry to Eli Vanto but he's a I had no other choice I had no other choice I have um another answer so okay my answer I'm not happy with but it is what it is. I, I don't think that I have another option. I I love Tem. I love every clone. But I just don't think I could see myself getting there with one beyond with, with any with like that he's like he's he's just he's like an uncle to me. The crosshair stands are coming to beat you in your the cro- crosshair is not Crosshair doesn't count. I don't love him like I do. Everybody. Yeah, sorry. I'm so sorry to the Bad Batch. I they don't count when I say that I love all the yeah. clones. <laughs> it ain't about them. I'm sorry. That is why I fear that there is something that I fear people think I really love Hunter from the Bad Batch. I like him. He's not even in my top ten favorite characters. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. If I have been a fake Hunter fan, I like him. I think he's swag, but <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I digress. Anyway. So, I hate to say it, but I'm marrying Thrawn. <laughs> but here's the thing: I think I, it's not because I no, it's not because I want to marry Thrawn. It's because I don't. I don't think I could. I just couldn't do it. I'm so sorry to the other guys. But here's the thing, though: I think I could fix him. I think I could do it, Eli Vanto. Eli Vanto moment. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm just like, okay, Eli, calm down. No, I think I could fix him. But here's the thing. I, unfortunately, unlike Eli, I have never been a part of the military industrial complex. Um, and I know Eli went through there, you know, there's more there. It's not black and white, but I think I could fix Thrawn. I would marry Boba or I'm sorry. I would, um, Criff Boba. I think that I think it'd be fun. I think I could, I could do that. My problem is I feel like I very much like Boba, but I would more just want to like hang out. Like, I don't think I would want to be married to him. I don't, I don't want to be tied. In, I don't want to be married to Thrawn either. Unfortunately, these all feel like bad oh, options. No. Um, But I am going to decapitate Cody because like Jess said, he is in a committed relationship. I also do believe he's gay. Like, I just, I, I don't feel, I feel like I'm just a bit too woman adjacent for him. And he would be like, I can't, I, I can't do this. And I'd be like, I'll just take us both out of our misery. Not canonically transphobic Cody. Cody. No, I mean, I think we're MLM WLW hostility, I fear. <laughs> Sorry, Cody. I, I, think, I think 
he supports. I see if you think he supports lesbians. I think I'm sh- oh, I believe he does. Oh, absolutely. But unfortunately, unfortunately, the problem is the prompt is that I have to kill one of them, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, he is the only one. He is friends with Ahsoka. He does support lesbians. Yeah, I fear. Friend I fear that it's Ahsoka. you know what? That's his fault for being a Django clone who is just so just so uncle like to me. If he, maybe if if he was less uncle like, we could be in a different world. But unfortunately, I have to marry fucking Thrawn now. So <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks Django. You gotta marry. At least it's like like canon Thrawn, not Peepaw Thrawn. <laughs> yeah, if I had to marry Peepaw, if it was pe- specifically Peepaw, this would be a different conversation. <laughs> Wait, do I? Oh, I have to answer my own question. Yeah, you have, to, yes. you have to answer. Oh fuck. Okay. Ah shit. I didn't think this one through. Okay. I'm gonna marry Cody because then I get to be in the polycule with um, Satine and Obi Wan. Um. And also because I think I could save him from Order 66. I could be like, let's get that chip out of your head, bud. Um, I will be criffing Boba Fett because only because I, I, I do love him very much. Um, but I also will be uh, hooking up with his best friend, Finnick Shand. So I'm, I'm just... I'm just there. I'm just there to be making moves. To be fair, they're in a they're in a relationship, so it's just a polycule. Yeah. Again, once again, I get in the polycule. Yeah. Um. I am leaving Thrawn to be decapitated because he is a war criminal, and he chose to be a war criminal. Do I love him very much? Yes, but he has not done any of the work to redeem himself at this point. So, unfortunately, this is in a world before I could fix him. Yeah, and I don't think I could fix him. Like. Eli Vanto is the, an icon in a moment, and Eli Vanto couldn't even fix him. I, I don't have the power Eli Vanto has, unfortunately. So, yeah, unfortunately, I do believe that is what ha- what is happening. Um, I'm so sorry, mine was far too straightforward. Welcome to the to the Inquisitorious, <laughs> bro. No. Today I am presenting to you Grand Inquisnos. <laughs> okay. Um, our beloved new girl boss, third sister Riva, and and you know the fifth brother that I'm forgetting. Fifth <laughs> brother. That's what his name. He doesn't have like a name that we know of. So Grand? fifth brother. There you Grand go. Okay, Quiznos, I have an answer. So Grand so his knows Riva and. And fifth brother. And fifth brother. So okay, oh Sung Kang, who does play fifth brother, did post on Instagram. Fifth, he posted the only thing he's posted about Obi Wan Kenobi was fifth brother's like character poster, and the caption was fifth brother needs some lotion. Yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> Not canonically it. ashy fifth brother. He is. Are you kidding? Um, and for that reason, I'm decapitating fifth brother. Um, just put him out of his misery. He's no more ashy. I'm sorry. He scares the fuck out of me. Get away from me, you freak. Um. Anyway, I think Fifth Brother's very funny though. Also, he's disrespectful to Riva, so he, he is. Can go. No, he he is not a feminist, and for that reason, he has to die. Um, Quizzy, I think Quizzy and I, I fear that we could share a clandestine evening. I think we could we would criff. Um, not That's... against. Not necessarily because I want to. Honestly, because I'm curious. Like, 
I don't like it's not out of a like oh I think he's hot or anything I'm just like what would that be like like what is happening there just I just would like to know and obviously I'm marrying Reva she's a girl boss and she's fucked up and she's mean and I'm obsessed with that and I think that if she was like I I think listen I think that Reva if you got through her her rough exterior I think that she would like cuddles and long walks on the beach absolutely absolutely I think I think I think her being so being like I'm fucking done with you people and she wants to get to the top is because she wants more PTO because I think she is just like she's trying to hustle her way to get to somewhere where she can have the downtime that she has not gotten to have since order fucking 66 and for that I so stand. True. I absolutely stand you know what I support women's wrongs um I'm, I'll shoot from the hip so, I do fear that I will be doing the same as Ollie. Um, I I will be I will be Nabu honeymooning Riva. I don't know if she would be willing to Nabu honeymoon me. So it's kind of wishful thinking, honestly. <laughs> um, I'd just be I'd just be honored to be uh in her presence. To be honest. Claudia, um, I love that you, and when we ever redo this game, you are always like, I know my station in life. <laughs> like, you never, you never experience wishful thinking. You're like, no, this is where I'm at, and I'm comfortable with that. Unlike me, where I'm just like, I know what I want. Jess is like, I'm a homewrecker. Meanwhile, Jess is like, I think I could pull literally anyone, and they're right. They're correct. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm just saying, I, Claudia. I think I think Reva could could. I think Reva would be into you. I she's yeah. she's just I, honestly. I, to be fair, I think she's also like she's very into her career right now, and so like getting her to settle down would be like a real issue. Okay. Like there would be counterpoint. You know where Obi Wan Kenobi lives. That's true. <laughs> Our love story. <laughs> like as many a person on Twitter would say. I would give him up in a heartbeat for her. Like, uh, you know what? <laughs> I, so true. I am licking boots and they are hers. Oh, Claudia entering her freck era. <laughs> Claudia's like, maybe the military industrial complex is okay. If it's Reba, all right, I'll let it slide. <laughs> like, yeah, do I love Thrawn? Absolutely. But I'm not letting him. Reba, you know what? Girlie's got a point. <laughs> Listen, she, I know. I know that she has a skincare routine. Thrawn cannot say the same. Do I want to get with Grand and Quiznos? I think Rebels Grand and Quiznos I want to get with. Oh, I mean, okay, just... no, I get that okay, completely. Okay. I mean, is he's... it okay? No, because it... I. It's really harmful for me because I'm like I could definitely see myself with an animated man as opposed to a human man. I'm like, oh no, I should have realized a lot of things a lot earlier. <laughs> yeah. I think. <laughs> Um, I think it's also like he's just got a very luscious voice. Um, in the in the uh in the animated series, is does Quizzy have a sex life? I guess he does. I don't know. I feel like I don't want to speculate too much because I, obviously I don't want to speculate about you know what Quizzy <laughs> does. That's that's between him and his god. Um, his god. I fear though. <laughs> I I do fear though if any of the Inquisitors are fucking. I fear it might be him because oh, I think I, was I think say Trilla. No, that's the thing. It's not that I don't think Trilla could be. I just think that she's too busy. Yeah. But I think Quizzy is like because he's in charge. He's like a manager. He can be like, okay, you guys go take care of this. I'm gonna go do other things. The third one, it is fifth brother. He was not slaying rebels. 
and he is less slay now. Um. Yeah, so he's he's got to go. He's he is being decapitated. That's not even a choice at this point. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, fifth brother. It's just just the way it's got to be. Even if you have the the spinny lightsabers, um, I like them very much, but it's a no for me. I'm so sorry. Okay, so I also decapitate fifth brother. Like, no brainer. Goodbye, bro. I I didn't like you in Rebels. I don't like you now. <laughs> Um, but here is where the <laughs> things differ. I knew this was going to happen, Jess. I knew it in my heart. It's not that I like Quizzy, okay? But I can, I can acknowledge when s someone's a little bit, <laughs> a little bit handsome. And then I get to, no, I get to take over the Grand Inquisitor position. Sorry to to Reva and to fifth brother <laughs> who were like I want to be the grand inquisitor like the next one and they're like no I'm gonna be the grand inquisitor no I'm gonna be the grand inquisitor <laughs> when Quizzy my husband because I Naboo honeymoon him mysteriously has passed away not clickbait oh my god Emperor Palpatine Vader you're telling me that my dear Grand Inquisnos has passed away. That's so weird. Oh my god. But um Jess, you're so no. predictable with this. <laughs> um, as Kels, our, our our good friend, <laughs> friend of the pod, discount Sansa Stark. The <laughs> freaking <laughs> Inquisici. <laughs> but yeah, um you just... gonna get did you say inqui Inquisici? Yeah. This is the first day of Pride. We cannot start it out like this. <laughs> we can't. Um, but yeah, I get the I'm Naboo Honeymoon Grand Inquisnos. And then I criff Reva, not because I don't like her, because, you know, we we stand Reva. We love um women's wrongs. But I don't know, she's she does also intimidate me. Not that Quizzy doesn't intimidate me either, but I also feel like she's like, you know, she's got a, a lot to work on with herself. She's not ready to like settle down or have a relationship. And I'm just like, I understand girl boss, girl boss, pussy queen. <laughs> Gunshot girl boss, pussy queen. <laughs> yeah. My thing I think too about Reva is like, I feel like I would be very like, you'd be very intimidated at first. Like, I think you'd grow to get used to it. But Quizzy, like, I'm not intimidated by him. I would just smack yeah, him on his I'm bald just... head and it'd be fine. <laughs> I would like to now bring us to our favorite segment, which is Name That Ship. Name That, Name that Ship is when one of the hosts will find a fan fiction, or in this case, be sent a fan fiction, and then we will read off the tags or any relevant information to try to get our co-hosts to guess who the main ship is. I actually have two this week, which I realize is unconventional, but they're short. Ooh. Um, and they're by the same author. So that's one of the reasons that I want to bring both. So the first one comes to me. It was actually sent by a listener, um, L Bell. That's L B letter L B E L L E. Um, and the note that they sent was, I gasped when I saw this. So let me go ahead and get into it. 
So there's only two tags. It is rated general audiences. Um, it is character A slash character B, character A, character B, post-order 66, pre-relationship. And that's it. That is, those are the only two tags, or the only tags. Um, I can read the summary. Let me, let me see. I can read the summary, but it gives it away, kind of, but not really. I think this is a short one. Character A has been on the hunt for character C, who's not in this fic, ever since he slipped through her fingers the first time. When she follows his trail, however, she comes across someone she didn't expect. So All these right. are... These are characters who were, if this is post-order 66, mm -hmm. were these characters in the prequels? Um, in the era. One of them the was in Clone the era. Wars? Clone one Wars? is from Clone Wars, yes. And the other one is like, Inqu is it an Inquisitor? Mm -mm. Nope. The other one is, is not a, not an Inquisitor, no. Okay, so. Are any of these characters in or mentioned in the Kenobi series right now? Um, No. So, is one a Jedi? Yes. So they're Force-sensitive, but maybe not exactly a Jedi. Is one um, Yeah, I would say yes. Yeah, one is Ahsoka. Character okay. A is Ahsoka. Is the Wait, is other... this a gay ship, or...? It is, yes. It's two women. Okay. Is it Caden? <laughs> I wish. I w uh, we need more Caden. We need more Caden Soka. So, oh, I'm sorry. So the premise is... is... Ahsoka? is looking for someone else and instead she runs into this character hmm. okay so is the other character force sensitive um i don't think so no is the other character a bounty hunter um no i wouldn't say so but she is knows it, bounty hunters is the other character is it dr afra no the, the other character is the other character is not a Clone Wars character. Are they a Rebels character? No. They're books or comics character? She appears in books and comics, but she's not from them. So she's from the movies. She is, correct. Is it Pat? It's not Pat Bay. Mm -mm. Is it Teen? Mm -mm. No, she's not from a show either. So she's, she's. She's from a movie. She's in the movies. Is she like. A significant character in yeah movie? she's she's one of the probably one of the leads in the movie she's in leia no mon mothma no <laughs> it's not a it's not a part of the skywalker saga kira it's kira soka <laughs> oh my god <laughs> okay and this is also so slay she is looking for maul and okay. can't and then is like okay you are not who i was expecting to find and she's like do you want to look for maul together Oh my it's god. It's kind of slay. That's kind of yeah, slay. Yeah, that's pretty yes and slay. No, it's very slay. Um, and I will say, as is this other one that I'm bringing, and this is, again, I think a pretty short one. This is very, again, same author. Character A slash character B. Character A, character B. Past character A, character C. Which will give it away. Bittersweet, open-ended. Um... I can't read the summary. It is it it just it gives away at least one of the characters. Are these characters in the live action like movies or shows or Yes, they are. Like prequels era? 
Yes. Both are in the prequels. Have they been the Clone Wars or? Both have been in the Clone Wars. Are any of them force sensitive? Yes. Are they both force sensitive? One of them is. Character B is. Is this a gay ship? Yes, it is. They two men or two women? Two women. Is one of them Ahsoka? No. Uh, are they glup shittos or are they more main characters? No, they're... One of them, I think, is... One of them is for sure a main character. The other one is, like... I wouldn't necessarily say glup shitto. I would say glup shitto in the same way that Quinn, Quinlan Voss could be considered a glup shitto. But I would say she is probably more well-known than he is. Barris Offy? No. Luminara and Indu? Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. She actually does have a connection to Quinlan Voss. Ventress? Ventress? No. Oh, Ayla? Oh, Ayla, Sakura. Ayla Sakura is character B. And with another woman. Mm-hmm. Is it Depa Bolado? So, no. This character is... they're not Force-sensitive, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Are they a, a bounty hunter? No. Padme? Padme, yeah. It's Padme oh, Ayla. Whose character see then? A- Anakin. Oh, okay. it's, it's, it's no, it's 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 past Padme and Anakin. Um, I'm gonna read the synopsis. That's so funny. There is a threat to Padme's life. This is not new. She is given a Jedi protector. This is not new either. What is new is Ayla Sakura, the beautiful lilt of her voice, and the way she drives Padme to distraction. Surely it will all be better this time around. I'm obsessed. Okay, I'm obsessed with this. If, like I'm so serious. This. Slay. No, I'm like I am yes, obsessed. These are with bangers. This. You are so, this this author. I'm obsessed with you. Um, this author said women in Star mm-hmm. Wars. Am I right? Yeah, this is written by Sydney Horses at um on Ao3. So I'm I'm standing you. That is amazing. Thank wow. you for this. Thank you so much for joining us this week for Rube Hops Pod Race. Episodes usually drop on Sundays, and while Kenobi is airing, we are back to weekly episodes. But for updates, Star Wars news, and more cursed shit, follow us on social media. We're at RuPalps Pod Race on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Do you want to ask us questions? Send us your questions. Um, our TikTok Q&As are open. Or you can email us at RuPalpsPodRace at gmail.com. And if you really love our show, please take a moment to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Spotify, or Overcast. It really helps us out and we appreciate it. And lastly, as per usual... May the force be with you, and don't crep it up. Waka waka. 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 Pride edition. <laughs> <laughs>